Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome into the show. We appreciate your time on the podcast as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with myself, Mark, as well as Phil. Grab your cup of coffee if you got one and listen to us chat or watch us uh, talk about today's topic, which is going to be the truth about longevity risk. And Phil, what's up, buddy? Yep. How are you this week? I'm doing great. Doing great. Hanging in there? Hanging in there. Oh, I see the internet is messing with us a little bit. You're not as crisp as usual. Uh, you got to love uh, work from home and uh, Zoom. And oh, all yeah. Things, yeah. Right? It, it, it's getting tested. Every, it's, everything gets tested and changed. And I just was reading, you know, about uh, kind of the whole shopping side of things. Oh, is yeah, totally yeah. getting restructured. I mean, yeah. it's, you know. Uh, I so. saw Dunkin' Donuts. Time to make the donuts. Time to make the donuts. Talking about closing 800 stores. Yep. Some of that was apparently on the books pre-COVID as well. Some of it not. Uh, so it made me think of two questions. A, are you, you know, are you a Dunkin' Donuts kind of person? Uh, and B, you know, it's interesting because people see, well, the market's still, you know, Doing pretty good. I mean, it's still, it's still, you know, eking its way it, forward it's a little holding bit. Holding its own and kind of bouncing back and forth. Yeah. yeah. But it, so. it, it feels weird when we see businesses closing and we talk about layoffs and we talk about uh, eviction, you know, things in the, in the back and mm -hmm. forth with the HEALS Act and whatever's going to happen there. Uh, so people have a bit of a disconnect understanding why it feels the economy is bad, but yet the market says it isn't. Part of it's, yeah. it's, it's forward. And yeah, that's always the case is the, the, the market always kind of builds in a lot of the bad news early on. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw that definitely with this correction we went through, right. bounced back to a certain level, kind of where we're at now, and yeah. it's bounced, kind of waiting to, to see what the long-term effect is. And we're starting to see some of that, although we, I don't still think we've, we've truly seen the whole effect of, of what we've gone through, and we're still not out of it yet either. So Should we take it as optimistic that the market sees it as, as if it's forward-looking, that it's still continuing to kind of eke forward, that it feels positive on the future outlook? Or is that, is it, you know, maybe a false read? No, I mean, I, I think it's, it, it, it's built in, like we talked, you know, the, some of the, the potential downfalls, although, I mean, you do see that there have still been some pretty significant drops, you know, True. so I mean, it's still jittery. It, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's very nervous. <laughs> yeah, you know? it so it doesn't that. take, it doesn't take much bad news of something that it, it creates another down day or down week or whatever it happens to be. It usually happens towards the end of the month, it seems. So, And, and like <laughs> always, it's, it's one of those things where a, a down day might take an entire week to gain back. To gain back, um, yeah. You know, it's kind of like weight loss, right? You know, That's well, right. in reverse, actually, I guess. You can gain it like this. but that, that cheat day and, you know, weight loss, and it takes you how long to get it back again? Yeah, so. exactly. exactly. Or get it off. To get it yeah. off. There you go. Well, we'll jump in and hit our topic this week. Like I mentioned before, we're going to talk about the truth about longevity risk. We've been, my wife and I have been watching uh, The Crown. On days like today, ask yourself, in the time I've been on the throne, what have I actually achieved? on Netflix about the, okay. about the queen about and it yep. kind of starts basically right around the time she took over for her father and and we were looking and we were kind of doing a little bit of googling on some of the you know some of the ancestors and so on and so forth and you think back to like Edward the first uh, he actually lived to be 68 in the 1200s that's pretty good that's yeah, that that's a long life back that's then that's a long so. life in the 1200s right and I think I mentioned this on the podcast several weeks back. I read somewhere, they're talking, um, not, what is it, 84, I think, for women, somewhere in that neighborhood now. Yeah. It's like 84, 78 uh, for men or 80 for men, something like that. 
And they're talking about, you know, 95 for women, uh, maybe 90, 92 for men in just as soon as 10, 12 years from now. Yeah. So it's 2020. We could be looking at 2040 at 100. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, with medical changes in technology and, you know, I think a 3D printed lung, they'll do it. (laughs) Probably not too far off, you know, and, and I think we're more health conscious, you know, as a society today than, than what we were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you know? So, I mean, it's, it kind of moves in cycles, you know, but that's always the thing you've got to, to look at the plan is, and one of the dangers is looking at family history of, oh yeah, well, you know, my parents only made it till their 60s. I don't think I'm going to make it, you know, for another five years and in that's retirement. A, that's a small. <laughs> that's a small bit. I mean, right. sure, you know, uh, genetics play a part, uh, especially you know, genetic uh, uh, diseases. You know, I, I have heart disease. I have coronary artery disease. All of my family has it on the one side. I've yep. already had heart surgery uh, in my 40s, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to pass away at 63 like my dad did. Right. Yeah. Technology is different today. The, the better treatment, there's all, yeah, you know, but it's exactly. still something to take into account. It, it is an account, right? Right. It's a piece of the pie. Like we talk about a lot of times, it's not the whole pie. Right, right. You can't look at just, you know, that was what they, they lived to, so that's what I'm planning yeah. to. It, I mean, it's always, that, always interesting to me when we get into that discussion with clients of what, what they're going to think, you know, and, yeah. and I'm always encouraging them to kind of especially if they're thinking in that direction to, to stretch that thought to say, well, what happens if, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what if you, you've inherited the, the long gene, so to speak, and, <laughs> the long you, gene, I like you, that. you make it to 85. What does yeah. that look like? You know, do you want to spend everything and then spend the last 10 years of your life living with the kids? My mom stayed with us for a while and that is not how you want to go. <laughs> um, and, and, and she'll say the same thing, right? It's right, like right. she was looking forward to being able to get into a senior apartment for her own independence. She's right. like, I, I love you guys. And I'm, I'm, I thank you for, you know, taking care of me and helping, but I need to get away from you just as much as you need to get away from me, you know? Right. And it's good uh, for the relationship to have some separation. <laughs> and you're talking about technology leap forwards. Again, my dad had open heart in the eighties. He was in the hospital for three weeks. Mm-hmm. I had it just seven years ago and I was in the hospital for three days. Right. Um, now, some yeah, of that might have been the insurance company saying, get out. Get out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, the technology allows for that. So if you're thinking about longevity, and it's also something that in your industry, Phil, it's called a risk multiplier. Yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, it, it does multiply all the other Every risks other that you risk. might have into the plan because you, you've got to look at this money lasting instead of 10 or 15 years, maybe 20 or 30 years. Yeah. You know? And that's one of the big differences in trying to compare to prior generations is kind of the components of income that they had. It was, you know, back in those generations, more typical to have pensions, right. guaranteed right. lifetime income, right. you know, heavily weighted in social security. So, I mean, there wasn't as much risk on your portfolio, you know, that was kind of the extras where right. today a lot of that has been shifted to you you've now taken on more of that risk yeah. because pensions are pretty much a thing of the past. I mean, there's still, in the kind of this, there's still a, a few. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in our area, absolutely. With the yeah. auto companies. But I mean, those are even, I think the, the generation that we're starting to see retire now is going to be it. You know, they're, the pensions beyond that are just not there. Companies have, have realized that they can't do this anymore. They can't, yeah. you know, ensure a lifetime of income for somebody longer than what they actually work for the company for, which is a lot of times what happens. Entirely entirely possible. Yeah. So if we're talking about longevity from that standpoint, um, oldest client, you don't have to name names, but what the oldest client you've had maybe. Uh, 
92. Okay. All right. All right. What about just a person you've known personally? Um, no one in our family has lived that, that age. My grandma lived at 88. Okay. So close. Okay. So that client being 92 so, might've been the oldest person you knew as yep, well? Yep. It's probably personally. Okay. You know, I mean, I've, I've known of through, uh, clients of, you know, they've got people in their family that are nearing a hundred. I don't know that I know anyone personally or through kind of that first level that, that right. has made it to a hundred guys. So, okay. Gotcha. I mean, you hear about them in the news all the time, but, but it happens all the time. I mean, we, and right. we've got, uh, well, I was just talking about the, uh, watching the crown. Uh, well, they're both still alive. Uh, the queen and her husband and they yeah. are, I think he's 97, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and she's like 94 or something like that. I mean, who would have thought that, right? You know? So, uh, you know, they're still cruising like Betty White. People think, oh, well, yeah, poor old Betty White. She doesn't know what she's saying. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> you know? So yeah, exactly. You know, Betty, yeah. Our, our version of royalty, I think. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so when you're talking about longevity, that's a, that brings up a whole other interesting conversation with some people. There are definitely companies that are invested in uh, prolonging the human experience. And so to your point earlier, if you, you can't have a pension that may last from a company that lasted longer than you actually worked there, and that's becoming more and more of a thing. Right. Yeah. So you, you have to build those risks into your plan and really understand it. <clears throat> and with longevity, I think one of the, the most misunderstood or overlooked concept is your individual longevity. A lot of times, you know, let's say it's the husband that maybe they have medical conditions and, you know, they're thinking, well, for me, hey, I'm, I might not make it to 75. So I think Social Security, this is the best option or sure. my pension, I'm going to take, you know, the, the 100% of it because I'm only going to be here this long and I'm gonna, I want to enjoy it. Right. But what about a surviving spouse? You know, and you really have to, to understand for a married couple, yep. you know, what's the probability that one of you is going to make it to a certain age. And that's really kind of the planning you have to look at is not individual life expectancies and longevity. It's more as a unit, you know, what's the probability that one of you mm -hmm. is going to make it to certain ages. And I mean, there's all sorts of studies. I was just looking at one of talking about in the other point with longevity is at what age, right? So a lot of the statistics on longevity, you think of, they're looking at from birth to X, you know, so 84, right. you're living from, birth to 84 for a female. Well, by the time you're 65, you already made it through the first 65 years. So now your longevity potential is even oh, that's higher. Right. Yeah, that's right. Now you, yeah. you've made it through those and the childhood pairs, perils and all the other yeah. things that could have happened to you. Now you're, you're 65 going forward. You know, so just taking that couple at 65, you know, the probability of a male making it to age 85 is 43%. Female is 55% but the probability one of them mm -hmm. is going to make it is 74. Wow. You know, so it's, it's one of those components you've got to really look at what's the chance that one of us is going to be there at that age yeah. and plan accordingly, you and know, because it is that, that multiplier. That's so. a great point too. And you think about that, you, you, you have kind of gotten over the hurdle, so to speak. So, and I totally forgot that that was out there. The closer you get to a certain age milestone, the better your chances of getting to the next one. The next, uh, right. Cause you've yeah. made it past perils that have happened typically at those ages. Yeah. So my mom's 79 and has, you know, things that a 79 year old would have, but it's all 
pretty minor. I mean, she's really quite fortunate. Uh, I tell her all the time. I mean, I've already had open heart surgery and a couple other major surgeries. I might kick the bucket before she does at the rate that she's going. So you never know, right? So that longevity right. factor. Uh, and if you're talking about that, and as we mentioned before, that you can kind of see that risk multiplier applying into that, folks. Uh, how effectively has the average person faced those challenges? How effectively have they looked at that challenge of saying, to your point just a minute ago, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to hit 90, you know, dear, you know, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And it's not very often. I mean, in, usually I see it go one of two ways, right? Either they're looking at it and saying, well, I want to plan to 100. And I mean, there's some merit in that, you know, but the, I guess the concern and the risk I have that way is just the opposite. What if you don't make it to that, you know, and, and you've lived a very frugal life, didn't live the oh, retirement okay. you could yeah. have, yeah. you know, passed away at normal life expectancies in the 80s or 90s. And now you've left a, a pile of money for the kids, which is great. Maybe great. that was your you intention. You didn't really get to kind of relive it up, yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those balancing uh, acts where you've got to make sure you understand the risks on both sides. Well, and that brings up an interesting point as well. So, you know, let's say, uh, you know, both, both uh, parties are doing well. Uh, we could go mm-hmm. back to the queen if we wanted to, right? They're both living, they're both in their 90s now. But at some point, let's say in their, in their 70s, one of them started to develop a, or late 70s or early 80s started to develop a, uh, more of a debilitating disease. Now it becomes a, a, a huge financial drain. So when yes. they do succumb to that and pass, the person who's moving on in their 90s, because you could really be drained if you're not careful. Right. Yeah. And that's, we, we talked about that in some of the other podcasts too, kind of the building the, the risk profiles in and, and understanding the stress test on a plan, that long-term care component of it is is huge. You've got to understand what that looks like. And Built for it. And that's one of the maybe the downsides to longevity, right? We've sure. <clears throat> we figured out how to make the physical body last longer and, right. and but but the mind, yeah, yeah, we haven't quite figured that one out yet. There's still yeah. dementia and so we're starting to see higher levels of that because people are physically living longer. That's true. And it can be a yeah. very costly illness, unfortunate abs- experiment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean if if you have that level of care is a lot higher level of, of care and cost, then just you physically can't perform activities. So you need some assistance. Right. In some cases, it could be as minor as a a helper a couple of days a week. Uh, Right. And it could start to deteriorate into you can't be left alone. Yeah. So longevity, again, is one of those pieces that I don't think enough thought is put into a plan typically. Uh, Yeah. Um, And and it can change the whole picture. So you really have to understand and build that flexibility in. So. Well, I tell you what, I think that's going to do it for this week. As far as that, we're going to take an email question or question real quick before we go. Sure. Uh, so as always, folks, do us a favor, go subscribe to the podcast. If you've got questions about your own longevity, your own longevity plan, I should say, maybe not your mm-hmm. own longevity, but uh, your own plan, give Phil a call. If you, whether you want a second opinion or a third opinion, or you haven't done anything yet, reach out to him, let him know at 248-888-7530. I'll put that on the screen for our viewers, 248 248- 888-7530. And of course, you can go to philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Submit an email question to the show. Subscribe to us on whatever podcasting platform or YouTube you might like to use. Uh, and we'll see what we got from Trinity. And she is in Livonia. Uh, beautiful name. Trinity says, Phil, which of my accounts should I withdraw from first when I retire? The 401k, the Roth IRA, my brokerage account that mainly consists of mutual funds or just cash in the bank? We work with a lot of clients in doing Roth conversions. So if we're trying to do conversions, 
we're going to be spending down like the brokerage account or cash in the bank first because that doesn't generate a lot of taxable activity as we're doing that. Okay. So we can convert more of the IRAs into Roth. You know, so I mean, if that's your plan, we're trying to control income better and reposition assets, maybe it's spending those assets first, but then later on, you're probably going to be spending down some of the other assets. So it's, again, we, we talked in a prior podcast about building that financial house. What is the income need you have? This is that investment component where, you know, how have I designed the investments to provide that income? Which bucket is it coming from at which stage? So, right. okay. so there's unfortunately no right or wrong answer or, or, you know, specific answer. It really comes back to what your plan. Well, and so in this case, Trinity, if you're working with an advisor, ask them that question if you haven't already. Uh, You're probably not since you sent one in to us, and we certainly thank you for listening to the podcast. Definitely call Phil and set up a time to have a conversation or whatever the case might be or or with someone uh, so that you are taking the appropriate one because, right, as Phil mentioned, there can be tax ramifications. There's just so many little things that can be triggered, um, which is why, you know, we beat that drum, but that's why having a plan. That's why we do the show (laughs) because having a plan – uh, is super important because, you know, Phil's planned many, 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 many a retirement. Uh, you and I, you know, Trinity, we, this would be our only one, you know, for the most part, most people only retire once. So uh, make sure you reach out, get on the calendar, have a conversation. We're going to get out of here this week. So thank you for your time folks here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts with Phil Putney, CPA and personal financial specialist at AFS Wealth Management. We'll see you next time. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.